Welcome to the latest episode of the Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. I am Mark. I'm Derek. And we're here with John Ruggiero. Is that your pronounced name? John Ruggiero? Uh, Ruggiero. Ruggiero. Uh, no. John Ruggiero. Ruggiero. <laughs> so how do you yeah. pronounce it? Um, I don't know. There's like five different ways to say it, I guess. Tell um, me how you want to say it. Uh, you know what? Just say whatever. Just say say whatever makes you feel comfortable. More all right, Jay Rugs from Instagram. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to chop that all up. So just like, <laughs> Rugs. <laughs> John is a band called Voice of Captivity. Who was yes, that was born out of the pandemic? Correct. It sure was. Yeah, it was a little studio project. Um, me and Angelo, the guitar player, we um, we got together one day and. Uh, I think it was actually shortly, it was like right before lockdown, Mm -hmm. like not week between like like the week between the hysteria and then the lockdown, Yeah, I guess. And we recorded a three song demo in like four hours (laughs) and we just threw it out there just to, you know, it was mainly just for fun, I guess, you know, like just, just because we had nothing else to do. And uh, for, for quite a while, it was pretty much just Ange and I just just kind of at the hip, you know, just doing stuff like just kind of just kind of messing around with things because we we haven't really had like many in our circle in recent years, you know, to kind of fill out, you know, yeah. a band or whatever. So, you know, I was like, hey, man, I got an idea. Let's just, you know, let's just have fun with it and, you know, just put some music out there for the hell of it. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much how pretty much how it started i guess very cool so um how would you describe how voice captivity captivity sounds Ooh, um yeah i don't know man <laughs> it's i we didn't really like sit down and discuss like what what we wanted to do really i mean you know like what lane we wanted to take or yeah even primary influences like it was kind of like Honestly, like, it's uh, it, it's kind of foggy because, like, it's kind of crazy that we actually did this in four hours to, like, like, the original three songs we recorded, it was, I mean, it's under five minutes of music. It's barely, I mean, like, each song's like a minute, minute and a half or whatever, but, like, um, I, I don't remember if I said, like, hey, like, I have an idea, like, it's a very specific idea, like, let's do this or let's do that. I think it was, I it's all kind of vague to me now, honestly, like it, it's kind of a blur. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Cause I was 2020 and like a lot's happened <laughs> since then. So <laughs> I don't think we went into it thinking like, you, you know, Oh, you know, we want to sound a certain way or, you know, you know, like I can't, honestly, I can't tell you where, what we were pulling from, you know, yeah. if, if there was anything specifically, like at that time, I wouldn't, at this point, I wouldn't be able to tell you, you know, we just kind of, you know, Ange wrote some shit and I wrote some shit. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went <laughs> down. I mean, we'll probably put a song on the end of the episode so people can judge for themselves, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it depends on which song you're going to... Uh, <laughs> it depends on which one you throw out there. Um, I think... Um, I mean, it seemed like it went over pretty well. I mean, there wasn't much contesting it during the pandemic, obviously, because there were no shows happening. And, yeah. you know, like a lot of bands were lying dormant, you know, and, you know, I mean, there was still music getting thrown around, you know, and which was cool, you know, and I, yeah. I, I guess you could say we decided to throw our hat in the ring and and it was kind of weird because like I was getting like show offers, you know, I was I, I, I got messaged by like a few people. This this one kid in the Hudson Valley was like, yo, like I really, really like the demo, man. Like when shows come back, you know, I, and I didn't even know what to say. You know, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, you know, if you guys can make it out here. You know, it'd be awesome if we could put you on one. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, there, there's no band, you know, like <laughs> anybody. Like, it's just, it's just me and one other dude. And, and I was like, hey, you know, so I, like I did, you know, like, I responded back to him and a few other people saying, like, it, it, right now it's just kind of a studio project, and who knows when shows are coming back. So, yeah. you know, we'll just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of ride it out and see where it goes. It was, it, it was cool though because, like, 
it it made it on a few playlists like mm-hmm. the uh, title track climate of fear was thrown on like a handful of like i don't know like fucking playlists during yeah. that time and you know it seemed like that one song is the one that maybe kind of stuck with everybody or yeah. maybe it was the one that's maybe stood out among the rest my personal favorite <laughs> is the one that nobody wants to play <laughs> which is which is the 10 second song on the demo uh, uh, it's uh, a it's called a Q&A <laughs> Why would no one want to play a ten-second song? It's ten seconds. Who cares? I, I, listen, like I always, I always wanted to tuck like a quick one in there, you know, like in the set, you know, and yeah. it's, it's like, you know, like it'll take us like, it'll take us like an hour to learn it, you know, at least in yeah. my head, you know. But like, yeah, yeah. you know, they're like, well, what's the point of playing a ten-second song where you could just play like two real songs? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, like it. it's our, um, you know, I don't know, like it's our like. Um, ode to um, fucking hardcore still lives or something, you know, like yeah, you know, like it's just a quickie, you know, like you know, I I always like a quickie, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, like tucked in there somewhere, you know. I, but yeah. um, when I yeah. think of a fast song, I always think of "Stand Hard" by Youth of Today. Yeah. Stand hard, oh, stand yeah. hard, stand hard, stand fucking hard. Oh <laughs> yeah, what I say, what I do, probably what I do. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What's so, that swarm song. What's that swarm song? It's really fast. Um, I don't want. I don't want. I don't need it. That song on our knees. Yeah. X, X on our knees. X or something. So, X. John, you're from yeah. the. You're from the Hudson Valley. I sure am. So, how'd you end up in Buffalo? Um. Well, uh, I ended. I I, <laughs> I crash landed here. Um. <laughs> yeah. I um. I moved up here in uh, spring of 2010. Yeah. Um, I was dating somebody who lived in the area. Uh, yeah. Um, things kind of, kind of didn't work out, and then um, like I was here for about a year and a half, and then I moved back to Poughkeepsie briefly for about like nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother, she wasn't doing well at that time, and I was previously living with her before I moved here. Mm-hmm. So I moved back there, or moved back in with her for like about like nine months. Um. And um, I mean, I'm happy to say she's alive and well to this day. Um, so, but right. then opportunity opened up to kind of come back here. Um, you know, uh, a few of my friends had a house um, on West Elevant. It was a very attractive offer. Um, I wish I could, had a better story. Like, I wish I could say it was like, you know, some sort of career move or something. It just yeah. it was just like a, another opportunity to to kind of get out again and maybe get back up here. Cause I had, you know, I had made a bunch of friends and stuff and, you know, the cost of living up here is a lot cheaper than where I come from. So yeah, just kind of made the most sense. And, you know, um, yeah. And that was then, so I came back in like what, uh, September of 2012, I think. Yeah. And, and I've, I've been, I've been stranded here ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's a good place to be. I mean, I, I grew up in New York, and I came here, and I, I'm, oh, I'm right. a Buffalonian. Yeah. I consider myself yeah. to be a Buffalonian, as we talked about on the, uh, <laughs> our group chat, because Mike Jeffers doesn't consider himself to be a Buffalonian. Mike, is, Mike uh, Jeffers for just, some reason. I was going to say, Mike was one of the first people I met here from Buffalo before I even moved up here. Um Yeah. His band uh, at the time, uh, Face the Panic, they, yeah. they, they, they played a Halloween show at the Polish Club in the city of Poughkeepsie one night. And that's where I met Mike. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that was like maybe 2000, it was like maybe well, October of 2008, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I remember him telling me he was from the city originally or something and i don't know like i was absolutely hammered at that show so, um, <laughs> because the polish club was notorious for slinging like two dollar pbrs so um yeah 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 i mean like the night's pretty much a blur but i do remember face the panic covering like black flag or something that night it was pretty cool that makes yeah. sense <laughs> yeah. it sounds on on, on course yeah. yeah so um yeah man that's that's how i it's pretty much how i ended up here and yeah, I mean yeah. Buffalo. Buffalo's it's cool. cool I think Buffalo's the best. It, <laughs> it is, it is pretty chill up here. I, I, I have to say, there's like a lot of places I could have ended up that would have been far worse. <laughs> yeah, but here's a, here's a question for you. Yeah. So are you are you a, a sports fan? Yes, sir. So who who is your football team? Ooh, well, 
I I grew up a Bills fan. Oh, so you're you're always a Bills fan. I was always a Bills fan. Yeah. Uh, well, I was a Bills fan from the age of like seven. Okay. Um, I was so I was I was born and raised a Giants fan. Um, yeah. I I held I hung a pennant of Phil Sims up on my bedroom wall. Yeah. And then and then I I converted. I don't remember what the conversion was because it was it, it was sometime. It, it was probably shortly before the Bills entered Super Bowl twenty five. It was probably year of. Yeah. Um, my dad bought me a Bills pennant for whatever reason, and that Phil Sims pennant came down, and the <laughs> uh, Bills pennant went up on my wall, and I saved every every Bills trading card, every Jim Kelly card, every nice. Tommy Thomas card. I and I had a nice I had a nice little collection going there, and and my mom told me that after. Um, I, I think it was probably Super Bowl 20. Uh, what was it? No, it might have been that one. I don't know if it was that one or Super Bowl 27, the first meeting against Dallas. But like she said, I wore my football helmet. I had a like a Rydell Bills helmet. I wore yeah. it the whole game. And she said <laughs> I was so upset that I went to bed crying wearing the helmet. <laughs> she came into my bedroom the next day or you know the following morning and saw me like uh, i guess i curled up in a ball with my still wearing the damn helmet on my head so that's awesome <laughs> yeah and, and my life's been a train wreck ever since so <laughs> uh, but yeah man like i'm a yeah like i'm a loyal loyal bills fan and it's just purely a coincidence that i that i end up pretty much moving here i guess but you yeah know, like i met somebody from the area who's actually you know, like she was in school. She was going to New Paltz at the time. She got hired at the job I had at the time. And yeah. that's how I ended up here. So it was just like a very weird turn of events. That yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm already a Bills fan. I guess, you know, that's 90% of the job right there, you know. And, you know, and yeah. the other 10% would be making friends and finding housing. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about, so. You know, as we we usually talk about in this show, like, what was the thing that kind of got you into like hardcore and punk? Like, was there like a record or an incident that that like led you on this path to never leave? Yeah, um, you know, I, I've actually thought about this this question in in my mind, like in the just over the course of time, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. While yeah. I do my art, um, it's a good way to, you know, just kind of pass time while I'm just pretty much working on art stuff. Usually, you know, I can kill a bunch of hours that way. And yeah. and it's that's a question that like comes up in, you know, on and off in a lot of podcasts I listen to. Like, so your origin story, how you got into it. And I yeah. in my mind, like I kind of like try to answer the question if it was asked to me in my mind, like, well, where did it begin? And I kind of arrive at like three or four different places where it might have happened mm-hmm. um and um i think so yeah so i was given um when i was in like sixth grade i think i was given a green day dookie cd mm-hmm. and it was beat it was it was beat to shit um and, and i i don't remember if i even got it to play but i thought the, you know the artwork on the disc was really cool. Like it was literally just the CD. I didn't even have the case for it. Um, it looked like it was ran over by a truck. Um, and, and at that time I was listening to like, you know, I guess like a lot of grunge, you know, like a lot of like, you know, like Soundgarden and Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all that stuff, you know? And, um, and uh, I, I think it was, on, I want to say maybe that very same year, I was on vacation in Rhode Island with my parents and my my cousins, my aunt, my uncle, my grandparents. We we used to do some family vacations out there like that, and um, and um, I my cousin Joe had a a Funko Rama Volume One or Two mm-hmm. and a portable disc bin, and yeah, it was the only portable disc bin. For, for miles as far as i was concerned like i i was still rocking you know like a cassette player and stuff uh and i remember we were sitting in the back of my aunt and uncle's minivan i guess waiting to go somewhere and 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 i put the headset on and i was listening i was like oh my god like wh- whatever this is this is fucking great <laughs> like you know <laughs> this is so awesome um yeah it was one of those like early punkorama 
uh, compilations, and um, and I started started like trying to find my way around, you know. And um, I, 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 as far as hardcore, like, or I guess at you know, like, maybe I think the first punk record I bought. Oh man, I don't even honestly. I couldn't tell you. Like, I could tell you what like the first like, you know, like through and through the first hardcore record I I bought was. Hate breed satisfaction is the death of desire. <laughs> um, on cassette from the mall, <laughs> um, and, and I'm and I think I might have bought uh, Strife in this Defiance and Snapcase, uh, and maybe like a Snapcase tape or something. My grandmother took me to the mall one day and I and she gave me like uh, like maybe like thirty bucks just to just to go wild with. So I I think I bought a handful of tapes. And um, yeah, so those are probably like the first, like probably like the first hardcore records I, I, I owned, <laughs> and um, I still have two out of those three today um, in my collection. Which two? I have, um, I have, I have the Snapcase tape, and I also, I, I think it was Designs for Automotion, um, and I have the Strife tape. I lost my Hatebreed tape on. I think I left it on the train um, coming up here the first time I came up here to visit. Which is kind of pathetic because I I think and that was in twenty in two thousand seven I actually brought my cassette player with me on the train. It was the first time <laughs> I ever took the train because <laughs> like I, I don't know what was wrong with me. I guess I didn't you know I was like well I have these tapes and I don't have like I don't know it sounds weird to 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 say that because like it doesn't seem like that long ago but I guess it was as far as like our advances in modern technology right because like. I don't know. I suppose people had I um what was it like an MP3 maybe or something in the year 2007. I don't know. Like I, all I had for portable music was was a portable disc in a and like a tape player. So yeah, you know, you know, like my phone was useless. I had a flip phone. You know, like so yeah. um, so yeah. Um, and I think I left that that tape on the train, and I'm really like I'm so mad about it. <laughs> so yeah so yeah so those tapes were probably like my like first real like introduction to hardcore um and i had those tapes for probably uh probably close to a year before i even it before i ever stepped foot into a venue for a show um it, i i that would probably have been like 90 like probably like 98 1998 or something mm-hmm. for a show i would go to mm-hmm. yeah Remember what that show, the first show you went to, was? Um, it was mm, it was probably it was probably twenty five to life. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like it was it was either twenty five to life or Vision of Disorder. Um, like twenty five to life because there was like very like same time period. Um, and I I've been trying to like think back to this because I was like maybe anticipating like a question like this. I'm like I honestly have very little recollection of those days um uh and it's kind of my own fault because i was just getting hammered like <laughs> like too much um so like i i remember bits and pieces of like some of those shows and stuff um it's probably at the chance theater complex maybe like it was either like in the complex itself or uh or i mean like the theater itself or club crandall maybe at the time um yeah it was it was either either 25 of the life or VOD um, because I, one came shortly after the other. Um, there's a handful of shows I went to like pretty early, you know, like, like in that time. And then there was like a lapse of time where I didn't go to any shows cause I, I didn't have any money or I couldn't, couldn't find a ride or something. Um, so like, 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 I think there's like a year missing there. Like that was 98. And I, I don't think I ended up getting to another show maybe till like 2000. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, if memory serves, <laughs> um, but yeah, I fucking twenty five to life played the chance like every three months. It seemed like you know they were always there. Did they play any songs twice? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't know what this dude's singing about, but he's got <laughs> crazy. He's just got crazy dreadlocks and like you know, it's just like high energy and just like very yeah. like you know, it felt very very like unhinged and visceral to me i was like <laughs> yeah this is why you know i'm like oh this is sick you know yeah fuck it like you know i, I i'll i'll go to anything that like <laughs> resembles this you know and um 
Yeah. You ever listen to the 185 Miles South podcast? Yeah, man. Like I said, I crush a lot of pods when I'm drawing. So, oh, yeah. That 185, man. Those guys are like, those guys are like fucking Harvard level for like, <laughs> not like, like it's insane. Like they, they go so deep and like, like I don't know how, like, I, I seriously like, can't comprehend it. They throw so much at you that, like, yeah. it's like a two-hour episode, and I, I feel like I, I, I didn't retain anything, you know? But they, they have a sequence where they, like, they play 25 to Life, like, vocals, yes, and they yes. have to guess what, what it is. It's freaking yeah, hilarious. No, it's, <laughs> it's hysterical. I think, like, and, and I've been listening to that pod for a couple years now, and I, I think only... Only the one dude, um, the British dude, is the only one who like ever guessed anything. Like, um, but yeah, it, it, it's hysterical. Like, I like that they have that bit because that was yeah. a very clever bit. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah it like, that's the boss level. If you can guess what Rick is saying, that's that's real boss level shit right there. It is like it's it crazy. Is. If you know, yeah. you got a problem. I agree with that too. Yes, yes, yes I fully agree. Yeah, I don't think like. I don't think like anyone should actually know what, what the lyrics were about or yeah, yeah. have any clue. It's just like you were there, you had fun, you moshed, you staged over whatever. But pretty much, yeah, I mean, like if you're rehearsing those lyrics, man, I don't know, something is wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, I used to like I used to have the twenty five to life demo seven inch that he yeah. put out, and like I knew there was a song on there called "Smacking You Up," and I knew all the <laughs> words to that. <laughs> It was, it was I have that seven inch, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm almost positive I have it. Yeah. You probably do. There was yeah, <laughs> Everybody does. Rick probably yeah, bootlegged Rick, himself. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's like the, you know, like it's like the grail of bargain bin. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. You know, it's, just, it's like, oh shit. Oh, it's 25 to life. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, what was your like, first Buffalo show? Ooh. Uh, now that's a good question because. Um, it's gonna be a toss up because my brain is just kind of scrambled. Um, it, I, actually, it might have been, it, it might have been the Dead Hearts like final show at Mohawk. Oh, wow. Um, I'm trying to think back because I was up here visiting my ex. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not not ex at the time, but you know, um, yeah, I was with. I, and it's kind of funny because Angela, who plays guitar in Voice in Captivity, he's one of my oldest friends here. He's one of my closest too. Um, his girlfriend was the sister of the girl that I was dating from here, mm. and that's how we met. So the four of us went to a show at Mohawk. Um, I went to a few shows at Mohawk prior to moving here i was like here visiting and i planned a tr- you know like, like i would plan a trip up here to visit her around like a show i want to say that the dead hearts last show at mohawk was probably my first show here in buffalo it, it, or um there was another one at mohawk i went to um and i don't remember the headlining band but face the panic opened i think and they mm. covered murphy's law quest for herb and it was fucking awesome <laughs> i was like the only one fucking singing it awesome <laughs> um yeah yeah so that one so that was a pretty early one too but like i want to say it was a dead heart show that was that was probably my first probably my first introduction to buffalo hardcore here. it was a great buffalo hardcore show i i, I think someone else was there too who was in this yeah. podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. and so was so face the Panic. here yeah Pretty sure Face the Bannock played our last show. Did they? Oh, so maybe so am I thinking of the same show? Yeah, you might be. Yeah. Didn't H2O didn't so didn't H2O play a show like at Mohawk in like like very close proximity to that show or because I went to an H2O show here. They did at play Mohawk. Mohawk. I'm 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 aware of that. But I don't yeah, know I don't... who else played that show. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Did you ever go see a show at the at the uh, funeral home? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, actually, before I so yeah, shortly before I moved back to Poughkeepsie, um, uh, I went to a handful of shows there. I saw a really early old ghost show. Yeah. Um, there, uh, I think it was the it was definitely I think it was the first time I saw old ghost play. Um, <laughs> don't don't remember. 
much else about that show. I couldn't tell you who else. Yeah. <laughs> who else played that evening? Um, I saw Reagan Youth there. Uh, oh wow! That, I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think anyone knew it happened. Uh, I mean, it kind of feels like a dream. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't that great. I, I, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> I think I saw Malfunction play there too. Yeah, I, mean, I think they played there a few times. So. You probably seen yeah. us play with them because we play with them at the funeral home. Okay, yeah, and they played there quite a bit seen. too. Yeah, yeah, I think I only was there. Yeah, like, I think I think I only went to like maybe three shows total at, at the funeral home because then I left, and I, I feel like by the time I moved back here, the funeral home was pretty much done. Yeah. Um, but I remember a flash in the pan that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But listen, like I remember being envious of them because I was still following, you know, you know, like, I was still, you know, um, you know, like on whatever MySpace or Facebook, I was seeing show flyers being posted for shows at the funeral home while I was away, mm-hmm. and I remember being envious, like holy shit, like I, like I don't know if I made this up in my head, but didn't Trapped Under Ice play a show there? Yeah, 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 a lot. Terror played the with H two O there. They yeah. played there. Lots of bands played at the. Home. Yeah. Oh, I, I know it's just like all these bangers. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, maybe I left too soon. Maybe I should have stuck around. I think I think the funeral home was over when they started selling tickets for the funeral home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that that that's when it got that's when it was over. But yeah, the H2O yeah. uh, terror show was pretty big. And uh, yeah. I think it's seen Earth Crisis there. Well, yeah, it was still pretty cool. Yeah, I did. I think I saw Earth uh, Crisis there as well. Yeah. What Earth Crisis played the funeral home. Yeah, yeah. holy shit! What was, was that pretty... like? A, was that just like a one-off or something? Like for them? Like I mean, big. Like, I mean, they're like, just from Syracuse, so it could be like a week, part of a weekend or something. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like I have, I have no, no recollection of that. But that must have been while I was away, though. Too. Yeah. But maybe I didn't catch that one. Um, but I heard that TUI show was off the hook. Yeah. That's that's yeah. I remember hearing people talk about it. Like it was just like there were people on the ceiling. <laughs> Somehow, like just like stuck surprising. yeah <laughs> oh man i definitely missed out on a couple bangers there but yeah yeah it was it was a legend legendary buffalo venue you know at this yeah. point you know it was it was cool um so so what's so what's voice of captivity got going on what's coming up um th- there's not much to really i th- there's not really anything coming up um I mean, we, we we pretty much took the summer off, uh, mm-hmm. like like we had stated earlier. Um, you know, our last show was in Manchester Hill in Hourglass and Mainbreaker, and it was a cool show. And then um, I don't know, we uh, you know, pretty much you know, kind of ran into like some roadblocks. I I guess you could say like you know like like a few of us were going through some personal things, mm-hmm. um, and. And also, uh, uh, Dylan, you know, who's also in Juggernaut, you know, Juggernaut and World on Fire and Matt's and World on Fire, they were very active over the summer. Yeah. So, um, you know, so we just kind of, you know, we just kind of just kind of sat back for a little while, you know, and I mean, mm-hmm. we had a couple practices over the summer. We, we didn't really do much. We, we are working on some things like we have a few new songs and stuff yeah. and um hopefully we'll be recording soon ish maybe, maybe we can get a it'd be cool if we could get like another show before the year is out too yeah um but, yeah, uh, yeah I, we we pretty much just took it just kind of just kind of took everything in stride you know like the summer was just kind of a wash you know it's just like yeah. a lot going on Pretty much for everybody, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think we're trying to pick up. I think I think we're trying to pick it up. You know, we're trying to pick it back up this month. You know, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's you know, that's kind of where we're at. You know, like things have been kind of quiet. But, yeah, um, yeah. So let's let's talk about the other part of your your existence. Let's talk <laughs> about your your art. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. So oh, so that's... so we. Yeah. I mean, if people don't know. Or don't follow you. You do a lot of art for like, like hardcore bands and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, yep. So how did primarily, like? Was that? Yeah, I said uh, primarily hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. how did like 
So how long? So you've been drawing like all your life? Uh, yeah, yeah. I started drawing when I was like three, I guess. Yeah. At least that's what at least that's what my parents told me. I was drawing drawing pictures at three. Uh, yeah. yeah, like art kind of runs in the family. Um, so my dad's an artist, um, and my great aunt, who is like ninety eight years old, um, she's still painting. Wow. Um, yeah, and she's actually a a real deal like professional artist like she went to like an art school in california in like 1936 yeah. or something like awesome. wow. yeah no like she's been painting for like 98 years it's insane so like yeah That's so awesome. i guess like art art kind of runs in the blood um yeah yeah i i've, I've always been into it i always like drawing i used to draw my own little comic strips when i was a kid and yeah you know it was always my strong suit have you uh had like any schooling in art or um just I took yeah I I mean my art teacher in high school was was very um he was very supportive and helpful in my you know like in my early years with with stuff um because there wasn't a lot of separation in age between us like I was an 18 year old senior he was a 24 he was a 24 year old art teacher so we were actually pretty close in age um, and we had, you know, we, we had a lot in common and he kind of mentored me a bit and, you know, he kind of clued me in on some things, you know, and, and um, I actually still talk to him to this day. Uh, uh, he, he recommended some things like, you know, and, you know, like I went to, you know, I went to community college for commercial art or whatever, like for graphic design. And I'll be honest, it, it wasn't very helpful. Like I mean, pretty much like, yeah, I, I was, I definitely didn't have my head in the game either. So I mean, it's partly my problem, but um, I took one class that was beneficial. Um, it was, it was for like Adobe illustrator and I was getting into like actual, like, you know, like computer graphic design stuff. And um, so that class was cool. Unfortunately, the professor passed away midway through the semester and wow. that class. Yeah. It, that really sucked, man. Um, and he was like one of the best professors. He, he was one of the best teachers I had there. And, um, and that kind of took some of the wind out of my sails. Cause that class went to shit after that. And um, I was just taking a bunch of BS classes, you know, there, you know, and, and I'm like, this kind of sucks. Like, you know, um, I, I'm just going to stop going. <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and my my financial aid kind of ran out too. Like, I kind of overstayed my welcome, so I just I you know like I had a I had to pretty much figure out what to do. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, let me take what I've learned and see if I can apply it to something. And it took many many years to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but I I do remember my high school art teacher telling me like. You know, because he could tell I was kind of like punk rock about shit. And he's like, you know, he's like, well, would you ever consider teaching art? Like, is that something you would want to do? I, I got better counseling from him than I got from any other, from any school counselor or, or like pretty much like anyone else for that matter. And, you know, he asked the important questions. And I was like, you know, like he knew I was kind of a rebel about shit. I'm like, I don't want to teach, you know. And he's like, well, listen, man, he goes, it's going to be an uphill climb. It's a very competitive thing, you know, like he goes, it's. You know, you, you, you're going to have to market yourself, you know, like you, you're going to have to, you know, you, you have to earn your stripes, you know, and, and, you know, you have to start from the bottom and, you know, but he's like, you know, if you stick to it, you know, if you're diligent and you work hard, you'll, you know, maybe just maybe you'll get to do something that you really enjoy doing with your art, you know, and it'll be rewarding. And I, I can still hear him, you know, saying that in my head, you know, like it was kind of like that big brother, you know, he was kind of like a big brother in that way. Like he, he wasn't scolding me or being condescending, but he, you know, like he was firm, you know, he was firm with it. He's like, you know, like you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to work extra hard, you know, you know, and, you know, because what I realized after college was, there's really not much opportunity other than teaching and yeah. like, I don't want to teach. So, you know, which is probably why I, you know, that was part of the reason why I think I dropped out of college to begin with, because like, I was like, well, this is pointless. You know, th this is all just heading in one direction anyway. You know, like all my art, you know, like all my friends I went to art school with, they were, you know, you know, 
most of them finished. I, I didn't, but I felt really bad for the ones that finished and couldn't find work. You know, like they were yeah. still working at Starbucks on the other side of the plaza, you know, yeah. that I worked in, you know, and, you know, I, I, I just remember like a few, few of these people, you know, like this one girl who was serving me coffee on my lunch break, just like broken down in tears. She's like, I feel like I wasted like fucking four years. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to be serving coffee forever. And I'm like, dude, like, at least you finished, you know, I was like, that's, that's big, you know, I, you know, and, but I, you know, I was like, yo, like, I didn't finish anything, you know, and, you know, you know, so I get what I deserve, you know, but I felt bad for the people that kind of were struggling, you know, they finished up, they got their degree and they were struggling to find work in the field, you know? And uh, yeah. so, you know, so like I knew it was going to be like, you know, like, I'm going to have to, you know, like if I'm going to do anything with my art, it's going to have to be, you know, you know, I mean, if it's on my terms, you know, I'm going to have to work extra hard at trying to achieve something, you know? And So when did the band first approach you about like, like doing artwork or how did that happen? Like you start doing artwork for bands. Um, so when I was in high school, um, there was, um, so, so I had a friend who approached me for, a shirt design when i was a senior in high school i was i was going to the bosey's tech center i was doing like some sort of like video production class or something there for credits and he was like really into stuff like he kind of got me into some music that you know was kind of like i guess in like the modern era we 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 associate with adjacent you know um You know, like he was really big on bands like Thrice, which was like they were in their like, you know, ba- you know, bands like um, what is it? Uh, I don't know, like some weird shit. You know, I I just remember Thrice because that, that was the one band he recommended, and I and they were still like, I mean, this was like year one Thrice, like you know, like the earliest stuff I guess like imaginable. And he burned me a CD, and I listened to it. It's like, oh, these guys are kind of crazy like it's like it's not exactly my lane but like okay like cool i guess you know and so like he had a bunch of local friends who were in bands and stuff and i guess you know like he figured out that i was an artist and he wanted me to draw something for one of his friends bands it was something really just like stupid that i could have done on photoshop i guess it was it was like a gi joe star and stripe thing with like the name abbreviated underneath or something Mm -hmm. and so like i drew it it was like real basic you know i'm like i'm sure you don't want me to draw this on or you know it's like i sure you don't want me to do this on photoshop and he's like nah man he's like he's like i want you to draw it dude you're a good artist i'm like all right man fucking whatever you know like and they end up printing it on like some t-shirts um it was kind of cool because they they printed it on like a ringer and i think like some years later i was like thrifting in the area and i think i found one of these shirts like actually like in a thrift store and um i heard that they printed like maybe like like they did like the minimum order of 12 so i think only 12 exist um yeah so yeah and, and that band was called a second chance um i think they were from dover plains and I want to say that they ended up becoming a band called Just Surrender. Um, they were like a like a pop, like a pop emo kind of band. Um, you know, like the Hudson Valley at that time was just like just spitting out like you know bands like fucking Matchbook Romance and um, like you know a lot of stuff like that. You know, um, it was and so like a lot of my friends in college. You know, these were kids that, you know, there's there's a lot of kids that followed, you know, we kind of followed each other to the same same college in the area. So, like, I reconnected with some of these people and they were all into music that was adjacent from the stuff that I was listening to. But, you know, they were cool to hang out with. And um, and at that time, it was like there was a lot of like um, I mean, there was a lot of like cool music coming out of the area, but it wasn't like, you know it wasn't my cup of tea, you know, it, yeah. it was just, it was a lot like, it was just like a lot of emo, <laughs> a lot yeah. of, a lot of depressed kids in Dover Plains, you know, um, you know, R- R- Rhinebeck, Red Hook, you know, you know, it, there's not much to do out there. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, these kids are writing sappy love songs, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so that was probably, so that would have to be like the first, the first thing I drew for somebody's band. Yeah. Um, and that was in the year 2000. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
2001 maybe so what what has been the thing that you've been most like stoked about working on like you're like someone who's reached out to you like whoa this is awesome um oh shit yeah like i don't even have to think about that um <laughs> that would have to be cruel hand yeah oh, cool. um, yeah yeah so i did a shirt design last year um I woke up one morning and I had a message in my DM and this is actually kind of crazy because I have, I only ever received one inquiry via Facebook pretty much. Like I would say like 99% of all the work I've done came through on, on Instagram. I I've only ever gotten one, one person messaging me on Facebook and it was in, um, it was uh, Chris Linkovich of Cool Hand, and um, I woke up one morning. I was like, "Yo, am I dreaming?" Like, what? <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, like your work is sick, dude." He's like, "You know, definitely want to do something." Uh, I was like, "Hell yeah, dude!" I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, I love, absolutely love Cool Hand. Um, uh, I was like, "Yeah, let's do it," you know. And so, like, it it was for you know. So, like, I I did a shirt design for them. I, yeah, I, I was that last year. It might have been. I don't know. Maybe it was two years ago now. Um, but uh, yeah, it came out really sick. Um, it was just you know it was, it was just like a one color print, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that was cool. Like that was like one of the first. That was like one of the few times that I actually got to work with a band that I I actually like look back on kind of thing. Like not a not necessarily, you know, it's, I mean, like, they still play shows and stuff, but it's like, you know, like, I haven't worked with any, like, you know, I haven't really done any work with any, like, actual, like, uh, you know, what someone would consider, like, a legacy band or, uh, you know, you know, um, so I was like, oh, wow, like, an established, been around for a while band that I really love, I get to actually do some work for. Um, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I would have to say, yeah, I guess to answer your question, Derek, yeah, yeah, it, it would have to be the Cruel Hand shirt I did. That That's the one that that definitely hit me right here, yeah. Cool. Yep. I can't see you. Hit, hit you where? Just kidding. <laughs> I, know, I know. Fuck, dude. I know. I can't get that thing to work, man. It's, it's um, okay. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Are there some current projects you're working on now? You don't have to name any names if you don't want to, but... Um, let's see. Uh, well, okay, so I've actually, I technically I've had my books closed since December of last year. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, um, honestly, like th this whole year, I've just been just, I've just been like kind of producing pre-made stuff and just yeah. putting that out there. Um, I had a reason. Yeah, I, I had a couple reasons for for closing commissions. Um, I don't know. It goes back to kind of like. September, October of last year. Um, it was kind of a combination of things. It, um, I was getting like really stressed out. Um, it just wasn't fun. Um, yeah. or it, 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 it just didn't feel fun anymore. It just felt like actual like work that I was dreading. Yeah. Um, uh, stress and just, I, I don't know, you know, like there was, there was like a pocket of it, it was like with September and October of last year, I had a couple commissions come my way and it was just like, I don't know how to say it in a way that doesn't sound like mean or whatever. It was just like bad ideas. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. just stuff that I didn't necessarily agree with, like not, not necessarily like objectionable content, you know, like more just like, Oh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I know what you want. Um, I'm, yes, I can, I could do that. But I don't necessarily, you know, you know, like I had a different vision. And the thing is with like, it's kind of difficult when you are working with someone in that capacity, when, you know, like you are kind of at the mercy of, of what they, you know, some, so, sometimes they tell you, they listen, like your art is so dope that we don't really care what you just do something like this. And it'll screenshot something that you previously did. Um, that's always cool. <laughs> um, sometimes you get a, a three or four paragraph long description of a thing that man wants and it gets very um it gets like very overwhelming um so it, it you know i 
I kind of like took a step back. I'm like, you know, because all of 2022, I didn't, I don't think I produced any pre-made stuff up until like maybe October of last year. I was mm-hmm. just working purely off a of commission. Like, and I was like, you know what? I haven't actually like done, you know, actually sat back and did anything at my leisure. I'm going to close commissions. I, I didn't officially close till December, but I was, I've, I, I've been technically closed since probably October mm-hmm. of last year. And, um, I, uh, you know, like I produced a few things that ended up going to some really cool places. Um, I, I, I um, I did a few works. Um, one that became the, uh, rapid fire world of blaze EP, um, f- Force of Reckoning put that out, um, which was really cool, and it's a banger for fans mm-hmm. of like, I'd say you know, for fans of any like locking out stuff, you know, of the you know early mid two thousands era, you know, locking out, you would enjoy that release. Um, I was psyched when I heard it, and then, you know, I was like, oh my god, like this is great, like, and that's that's kind of what I want out of doing this is like, you know, I want to try to pair up the art with something you know that will you know i want it to be complementary to the music and obviously it's kind of hit or miss i've i've hit more than i've missed with it and and i've been lucky enough to have some feedback from bands telling me like hey you know we couldn't have done this without the art like the art ties everything together and Mm -hmm. um i um you know but again it's kind of weird because like i am kind of stubborn and i'm like you know like if i don't really fuck with the music you know it's kind of hard for me to be inspired to create something mm-hmm. you know um you know like it's I, I mean i could but like my heart's not into it um so working on pre-mades at my leisure has kind of you know it's kind of like well you just kind of leave it to fate you know like you have an idea and you execute it and then you just kind of put it out there and you know you know like you let people come to it um you know so i kind of took my foot off the pedal there like i did um like another pre-made to close out the year, which was really cool. He's for a really cool release from a band called side. Eye. I think they're like a Midwest band. Um, and oddly enough, like it went over really well with the audience. Everybody loved the music. They loved the art. Um, and strange, but that was, they fell off. They completely fell off the grid. Um, that was, it was like, if you go to their Instagram, it was the last thing they posted. Um, <laughs> Huh. And I, I don't know if they broke up or what, which is kind of crazy because, like, I have no idea. Like, maybe they were planning on just calling it quits, and they had a batch. They had they, they had a batch of songs they just wanted to put out there for the fans. I don't know. It went over really well with everybody, and then they just literally just kind of disappeared. And I'm like, man, like, what happened to this band? I was looking forward to more, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that kind of you know, so that happens to like bands break up all the time, you know. Like, there's a lot of work of mine floating around out there that never surfaced. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but um, yeah. So so that kind of kicked off like the pre-made era, I guess, which we're in. Um, and I've just been kind of just producing pre-mades at my leisure ever since. Um, okay. so I haven't actually taken a commission yet this year. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, if people are looking for stuff. So, if someone calls you up, are you you going to do something for them? So, during this time, you know, during this time, I've been, you know, quote unquote, my books have been closed. I've been trying to um, kind of formulate like a a a uh, I don't know, like I've been trying, you know, like I've been kind of workshopping some things and just kind of taking this time to kind of reflect and think. How I want to approach this moving forward because I don't want to get bogged down with stuff that I'm not really like fully on board with. I don't want to get stressed out again because that stress definitely interfered with some things in my life. And um, I want to exercise a little more discretion when it comes to like accepting commission work. Um, So I think ultimately where it's going to land is it's going to be probably more like, you know, inquire within kind of, you know, you know, like my. I won't have it, you know, necessarily maybe advertised on my on my Instagram as commissions open, but people are free to message me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, essentially what I'm going to probably end up doing is like maybe like picking and choosing what I want to do or what I can do yeah. versus feeling compelled to take everything that comes 
comes down the chute mm. because like for five years i didn't say no to anything yeah um well no i said no to one thing um <laughs> and it was a very very cringy awful thing that i said no to um <laughs> yeah but but yeah i mean you know yeah like, i'm going to probably try to just like exercise a little more discretion you know and be a little more selective um you know so like i'm not again you know like for anyone listening i suppose you know yeah you know th there's no harm in hitting me up you know um you, you know like if you want some work done obviously yeah. you know um it's just like i got to be a little more selective nowadays because you know so because things change in your life you know so, yeah makes sense <laughs> you know yeah so so let, let's uh let's let's ask the uh the final questions which we like to do a whole lot on this podcast yes, uh, yes as, as uh so, so what yeah. what's your favorite buffalo pizza oh man mm. well that would have to be um uh, uh okay so do i get like a a um a like uh backup on this like sure can i give you my Give my us a first couple. choice and yeah okay two just two okay so i'm going for um and they've declined over the years but my go-to is still joe's ny on amherst street yeah yeah you know pretty much like any new york style um you know i'm with uh, you oh uh, hell yeah man pizza <laughs> and why till we die Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah i'm a yeah, I, I mean, like I am what I am, you know. Uh, yeah, like, I love New York style pizza. You know, it's that's 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 the pizza I that's the pizza I grew up on. Um, yeah. It was a hard adjustment getting used to square pizza. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like a lot of dough and you know, like varying degrees of quality with cheese and stuff. And um, you know, I've had some really bad pizza here, um, <laughs> but but I like Franco's. Franco's um, is good. I, I do enjoy Franco's as well. So, I like Franco's. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like the sauce is really good. Um, yeah. So I'd say yeah, definitely Joe's NY. I mean, and it's also like really close to where you know, like it's like five minutes up the road for me, so it's easy to get to. Um, I it's not fun walking through that parking lot, but um, <laughs> but you know, uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know, but like it's a good standby. Um, I recently had some really good pizza. And I can't remember where where it came from, but like one of my coworkers bought a pie um, from a pizzeria somewhere nearby, um, and I, which I thought was really good. But now, like the friggin' name escapes me now. There's, there's, there's so many pizzerias in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. I don't understand what the the lore to um, a bocce club is. So I've heard like a lot of guests on the show mention bocce club. I enjoy bocce um, club. I think it's I think it's good pizza, dude. Like I had some bocce club like maybe maybe three or four months ago, and it was awful. Um, <laughs> I, I hear it's but, gone downhill. I haven't been there in a while. And, um, yeah, but I don't know, man. Yeah, like just put some Franco's in front of me, man. Like I'll be just just chill with that, you know. Uh, have you been to Zeddy's? I have been to Zeddy's actually. Oh, now that you mention it, oh shit, yeah, dude. I yes. Yes, I've had Zeddy's many times. I don't yes. know how I could have forgotten Zeddy's. Yeah, so Zeddy's is like probably like a step above Joe's NY at this point. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, I, yeah, I've had some good pies from them. What's up with those guys though? They like every couple months they're closing up and then they're reopening like twenty four hours later. Like, I think they have tax issues or something. I was talking about that with a guy I work with today. They're, tax they're, issues. There are some tax issues or something. These guys are like some old school like mafia dudes or what? Like what's going on? I have on? no like, idea. Like, yeah, I, I, I will. I, know, I will like, not make a comment. Recently. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> say like yeah, yeah. I I guess the sales of um, stolen cigarette cartons out of the back of the trailer is just not working out these days, huh? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys like your legs? So, so um, the, other, <laughs> the other Wyatt question: uh, Do you consider yeah. yourself to be a positive person? No, not by nature. Mm -hmm. But I do, I do, um, I make a concerted effort to try to view the glass as half full rather than half empty these days. So I'm working on it. Um, mm -hmm. But traditionally speaking, no, I'm I'm not a very positive person. I don't think. I I strive to be, but but I'm I'm 
I, I think I'm a pessimist, uh, you know, deep down, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get that. I don't think Chris has ever asked me that question, but I, I kind of, I kind of go that way too. It's like, yeah, like if I was straight edge and I started a straight edge band, it'd be of the evil variety for sure. <laughs> I hate edge man. one hundred percent. I mean, like, I mean, like I like youth crew, but like, it's weird because it's like I'm not straight edge, but I feel like if I was straight edge, I would just like veer immediately to like, you know. Just give me some Earth Crisis and just call it a day, you know. Um, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Yeah, man. All right, cool. So, Derek, you got anything else? Yeah, I got. I'll ask one more question. Yeah. So, um, in Buffalo, what hmm. is like one thing you like that's going on, and one thing that you wish would be a little different as far as hardcore in the scene? Like as far as the local scene is concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I like, I like that there are just like hordes of random kids coming out to shows. Yes. And I don't know who they are. And that's yes. awesome. Um I I think it's 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 awesome to see. I mean, this past summer, um that that uh I it really kind of like hit me. When I went to, um, it was it was the space show at Chemical, um, like a couple months ago. Yeah, the one that uh, I think World on Fire, Gavel, um, Master Grab, Smash and Grab. Yeah, and that was the perfect, like, the, like that show was like the perfect example of a what you'd like to see at every show, but obviously, you know, that's that's definitely hard to pull off. But I mean it was like the perfect storm. Like and it was just waves and waves and waves of kids coming out. I mean, it was like well under like well over a hundred kids at that show. Yeah. Um and it's it's awesome. Like it's good to see that, you know, like you know, like a new crop, you know, and maybe in a couple of years we'll have a couple new bands in the area and stuff. And yeah. um, you know, it's always a positive thing when you got the numbers up. Um totally. one thing one negative thing. Um, Not negative, but like, like or, maybe some like constructive criticism. You know what I mean? Constructive criticism. Um, I, oh man. Uh, wow, it's kind of funny because on the spot, I can't think of anything specific. <laughs> but, I know that but, but I know <laughs> I've pitched a fit over things like, <laughs> I mean, shit, like you could ask Matt because like Matt catches an earful from me all the time. <laughs> um, it, you know, um, uh, Hey Matt, I'm sorry for for just beating you down, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, constructive uh, constructive criticism. Um, you know what? Like, I think maybe it's the thing that maybe has been like a thing that's been spoke about before, and I think that it's starting to blend a little bit, but like a little more correspondence between old heads and young heads. Um, yeah maybe um i mean it seems like the two have been blending a bit more maybe in like the past couple of years you know mm-hmm. um it seemed like you know there was a point where you know it was kind of like a boys to the right girls to the left kind of you know you know like a middle school dance kind of yeah. you know <laughs> i think we're seeing a little bit more of a blending now where you know there's, there's a little more chatter and a little more you know like we're young heads are putting on for old heads and vice versa and stuff like that um that's something like i'd like to see that elevated another level you know um because i kind of look around at like you know because again i listen to a lot of podcasts and if i take what i hear on face value you know there's certain other scenes here in the country um you know that appear that they have like you know just a you know uh almost like it doesn't matter, you know, um, you know, like, like it's, it's kind of a thing that I thought about because I'm like, man, this is, you know, this person's show promoting their and they're dropping all these shows and they're saying, you know, and then like, you know, when you follow people on social media, like you see like maybe some live footy and it's just like, man, like I see old heads and young heads moshing together, you know, um, not that anyone wants to see old heads moshing, but um, <laughs> nor nor should some of us be moshing at all. Um, but um, but I think maybe m- maybe the only criticism I would have is just it's not even criticism. It's just kind of like uh, 
just maybe like more of like a call to arms, like, hey, let's just, you know, let's raise the, you know, maybe let's raise each other up. Let's elevate it, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Because you know, it seems like, you know, I don't know, like the Northeast, you know, like certain parts of the Northeast, you know, like uh, Philadelphia it seems like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem like that there's any like division between yeah. old and young, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, you know, I mean, like you can say what you want about, you know, you know, I, the last time I was in Philadelphia, I had a horrible, horrible time there. Um, but, um, <laughs> but uh, whatever they're doing there. And, and, they, and the thing is, maybe this ties into the actual thing I should have said from jump was maybe more, more people booking shows um yeah or being being more vocal you know where like bands actually have an opportunity to maybe reach out to someone specific you know like actually know who's who who's booking shows um it seems like the days of hey we're looking for bands to put on a thing you know days are over you know uh it's just like show pops up and it's like well you're not really sure who's putting on the show but it could be anywhere between three or five different people Mm. putting on a show um i think it, it, you know like like you know there's certain areas where there's like prominent people booking you know shows regularly and stuff and i think that's how you maintain a healthy scene is you know it's all out in front of you you know what i mean like you don't have to dig too hard for it you know like i don't think yeah. anyone should have to be digging for anything in the year 2023 you know yeah. um you know uh so maybe maybe a little more like proactivity you know and Mm-hmm. in that spirit i guess but you know besides that i mean i i think buffalo's in a pretty cool spot right now it i think is. it's cool it's never been yeah. in all the years i've lived here man they you know it actually kind of feels like something's really happening um and it's good to see different bands getting out there like space and exhibition doing their thing and even violent way man it's crazy what they've done yeah um, yeah it's just it's like we have you know, like we actually have like pins in the map right now, you know, like uh, yeah. people have to pay attention. Um, so, yeah, this is a good time for Buffalo Hardcore for sure. And I'm definitely happy to be a part of it. Very yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for coming on. And if someone wants to find you in the Internet, where where should they go? Um, I would tell them to avoid Facebook because <laughs> Facebook is useless. No one cares. Um, they can find me on Instagram, uh, J J rugs dot N Y at, at J rugs dot N Y. He spell it out. J R U G G Z dot N Y. Cool. That's where go. he is on and, the internet. And if they'd like to follow Voice in Captivity, we're also on Instagram as well. Uh, Voice in Captivity HC. Cool. And oh. if anybody's got a show they want to put us on, holler. <laughs> but give holla, us a four weeks notice because we're old. Yeah. <laughs> we, need four, we need minimum four weeks notice though because we are really, really disorganized. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Awesome. If I, yeah, I mean, I, I, sometimes the people ask about suggestions for bands. I, I'll definitely.
evidence proof a young man is cut down knowing the truth.